Praise the Lord. Time to look to the word. Let's ask the Holy Spirit for understanding tonight. The eyes of our heart would be opened. We could receive the truth of God into our lives. Message tonight, a lion in the streets. I'm going to turn to Proverbs 22 and 26. Proverbs 22, 13 and Proverbs 26, 13. Bible says, the slothful man saith, there is a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. Proverbs 26, 13, the slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way, a lion is in the streets. I put King James up here tonight instead of New King James because the New King James puts it forthright, the lazy man saith, and I thought slothful was a little more refined, and, but the truth is there. The slothful man saith, there is a lion without. You know, are we reading this right? Shouldn't it say, the fearful man says, there is a lion in the streets, I shall be slain in the streets? But no, the Bible says the lazy man, the slothful man says there's a lion in the streets. There's a lion in the way. There's a lion outside. I will be taken out. See, this verse is the wisdom of God. If man was writing this, man would say the fearful says there's a lion in the streets. But God knows the real issue and the heart of the matter. And he says it's the slothful man who says there's a lion in the streets. I'm going to stay home. The truth is, there is a lion in the streets. 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, be on guard, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion. The slothful man says, there's a lion in the streets, I'm going to stay home. The slothful Christian doesn't want to take time and effort to put on his spiritual armor. He said, I'd rather stay home, I'd rather hide away from the lion, I'd rather hide away from what's out on the streets. The slothful man says, there's a lion in the streets. We all know that we have to take up our spiritual armor. There's an enemy out there. There's a warfare in the streets. And Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the trickery, the deceit, the subtlety of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Now, armor of God doesn't automatically fall on you as you wake up in the morning. You have to put it on. I'm not talking about somebody's salvation tonight. I'm talking about our victory in God. If we want to live a victorious Christian life, put on the whole armor of God. Every morning you have to get up and you have to strap on the helmet of salvation and start bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every day you have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
Every day you have to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the rhema Word of God, and begin to start quoting the promises of God over your life. Every day, put on the armor of God. There's a lion in the streets. The slothful man says, I'm staying home. I don't want the warfare. I don't want to deal with it. But the diligent warrior, the diligent child of God, says, I'm going to armor up. I'm going to be clothed with the power of God. I'm going to go out and face the day in the power of Christ. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, the Bible says. David said, my voice you will hear in the morning, Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto you, and I will look up. And so we go out with the praises of the Lord. We have to start to praise the Lord every morning. The fire kind of dies down on the altar in the night sometimes. It never goes out. It shall never be put out. But it kind of dies down, and in the morning we start to praise the Lord. We start to quote his word. We start to look to the Lord for his direction and his strength in our life. Put on the praises of the Lord. Judges chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, who shall be first to go up for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? And the Lord said, Praise shall go up. Indeed, I have delivered the land into his hand. Judah means praise. God says, Judah shall go up first. I have delivered the land into his hand. And so we go out with the praises of the Lord. We go out to begin to magnify the Lord. There is a devil in the way, but we meet him head on. We're armored up. We have the praises of God in our mouth. Sometimes you meet a lion or a bear. An attack of the enemy, some circumstance, some situation that comes against you. Have you ever met a bear of a circumstance or a bear of a person? Somebody that has it in for you. Maybe a co-worker. Maybe a boss. But instead of saying, staying home and hiding out, you say, I'm going to put on the armor of God. And you go out in the name of the Lord, and by his grace and by his strength, you overcome. We go out in the name of the Lord. We go out in the power of God to face every day. Young David, teenage years, 16, 17 years of age, faced the lions and the bears. 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 36. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it. When a lion or a bear came, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth, and when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine giant will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David was a young worship warrior from the tribe of Judah, the tribe of praise, and he had his armor on, and he was filled with the Spirit, and faith was in his heart because of his communion with God. And he went out and he killed the lion and he killed the bear. And he took out the giant. David had older brothers in the story. 
They were supposedly more skillful. They had more years behind them in the army. They were more seasoned, it was said. But not one of them ventured out against Goliath. Not one of them went, ventured out against the giant, the enemy. They were trusting in their own strength. They were trusting in human armor. And they did not have strength to go out against the giant. But David did. He knew how to take out a lion. He took out, knew how to take out of a bear of a circumstance. He knew how to take out a giant because he had the power of God on him. He was clothed with the Holy Spirit and power. And he had in his possession, he was well-versed in the name that is above every other name. 1 Peter 5, 9, 8 to 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Sometimes we come under attack, and there's only one way to deal with the devil, with temptation, with thoughts, with feelings, and that is to rebuke the devil. Resist him sharply. Jesus is our great example. He's a pattern for us. He said, walk in my steps, walk as I walked. Now, Jesus didn't need to repent of sin because he was a sinless son of God, but he submitted to water baptism. He said, this is a pattern whereby we begin to fulfill all righteousness and walk down a pathway of the will of God. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and he was led out by the Spirit, and he had to overcome the devil. There's a lion in the way. And when Jesus dealt with the devil, he was not passive. He spoke sharply to the enemy. He said, away with you, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. It was a sharp rebuke, and it's something that we should take into our spirit when we come against feelings and temptations and trial, that we have the same spirit. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Matthew 4.10, Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan! Exclamation mark. They put it in. The translators put it in. Away with you, Satan! For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Or Matthew 16.23, But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan! Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus was not passive in his warfare against the enemy of his soul and our souls. He was not passive. He didn't try and tame the devil, speak softly to him, calm him down, you know, the enemy will come sweetly and softly and even saintly. Yea, as God said, he will take advantage of us if we are not a resisting people, if we do not have a spirit of sharp rebuke against him, against his temptations. He will have his way with us. He will have his way with us. It grieves my heart 
to see how easily some Christians are taken down by the devil. How easily they fall to temptation and <clears throat> doubt and depression and moods and feelings and anxieties. The Lord wants us to be strengthened, put on the armor of God. The slothful person says, there's a lion in the streets, I will be slain. But the diligent worship warrior says, I'm going to go out in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to meet that lion head on, and I'm going to meet that temptation, and I will come against it. I will resist it, and I will overcome in the name of the Lord. Zechariah 3, 1-2, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a, a brand plucked from the fire? God wants us to have a spirit of faith, power, a spirit, a voice of courage, a voice of victory in our lives to overcome the enemy and defeat him day after day in our lives. You know, there's, there's a lion in the way. There's a lion in the streets. But the diligent call on God and armor up so they can come against him and walk on in victory and fulfill the purpose of God in their life. Jesus overcame the devil. Away with you, Satan. Jesus overcame the devil, and the Bible says he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit, and he went on in ministry to do the will of God. If we want to go on in ministry... If we want to go on in our future, we have to overcome the enemy. We have to learn how to defeat the enemy. If we want to prosper in the will of God, if we want our ministries to flourish and prosper, we have to deal with the enemy like Jesus did, overcome him, and then we can go on in the power of God. Young man, you're strong. The Apostle John said, you're strong because the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. You've learned how to defeat the devil in your lives. You've learned how to overcome his temptation. You've come out of the child stage, born again, child of God, rejoicing in the family atmosphere, the presence of the Lord. But there comes a day where we have to learn how to use our armor. And the apostle John said, young man, you have overcome the devil. You're walking in victory. The word of God is in you, and you are now strong, and you can go on and fulfill the will of God. Well, on an aside, <clears throat> there is a devil in the way. Now, I know that the scripture is speaking of a path or a road or a street. There is a lion in the way. But let's tweak the word and image for a moment. There is a lion in the way of everything we need to accomplish in life and in God. There's a lion in the way. God's people have always had to overcome opposition in order to move forward and claim their inheritance in life and their inheritance in the kingdom. There's always opposition. There's an adversary. There is Satan against us. Now, the slothful Christian, the slothful Christian 
wants to stay home. The slothful Christian doesn't want to go out into the streets, go out into life, go out into the day and deal with inconvenience, responsibility, demand, a job. Some difficult people, some strife that might show up. The slothful person says, I'm just going to stay at home. I'm going to close up my life. I want to live a life as undisturbed and quiet and stress-free as possible. That's the slothful person. But the diligent person, the fervent worship warrior, says, I'm going to go out and I'm going to face the enemy. And I'm going to deal with problems as they arise. And I'm going to deal with difficulties. And I'm going to deal with temptation and trial. And whatever comes, I'm going to go out and serve the Lord. I'm going to defeat the lion and walk on in the power of God. Daniel, there's a lion in the streets. There's a lion in the way. A decree has gone out that whoever wants to live a holy life and serve God with all their heart will be cast into the den of lions. Daniel, what are you going to do? Daniel says, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise the Lord just as I've done all the years of my life. I'm going to open my windows to Jerusalem. I'm going to declare the name of the Lord. I'm going to bless the name of God. I'm going to walk with God. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 7. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. They set a trap for, trap for Daniel. Powers of darkness setting a trap for the man of God. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as his custom was since early days. Daniel, 85 years of age at this time. He thought people only face lions when they're young in years. Not so. There was a lion in the way. Daniel, 85 years of age, a new battle, a new warfare. He had to armor up once again. He had to call on God. I've never been this way before. I've never faced this lion. I've never faced this den of lions, but I'm not going to change my behavior. Some would say, Daniel, shut the doors. Hide at home. Don't go out. Phone in sick. Take a month off. It's only a 30-day decree. Daniel says, I will go out in the name of the Lord, and I will face that lion head on. I'm not a slothful man. I'm not a slothful believer. Daniel had a spirit of faith in him, and he went out and served the Lord with all his heart. No hiding. I'm going to go out and face the lions. 
Daniel chapter 6, verse 18. Daniel was cast into the lion's den. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went for him. The king realized he'd been tricked. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me. Because, because, because I was found innocent before God. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. There's a lion in the way, Daniel. What are you going to do? I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to stand for God. I'm going to walk on in faith and righteousness and holiness. The Bible says, the Bible says, they have not hurt me because I was innocent before God. He said, I walk in righteousness. I, I live a holy life. I'm morally pure. I serve the Lord with all my heart. He said, I've, king, I, and king, before you I have done no wrong, no damage to the king. Beautiful submission upon his life that was of God, and the king could see it. There's an excellent spirit on this man. Other men would be complaining. Other men would be criticizing the administration. Other men I'd have to watch, lest they stab me in the back. But this Daniel, he's got a spirit in him. Now, Daniel could have had a lot to criticize. He didn't criticize under the Babylonian emperor. And now he was under a new administration. King Darius of the Persians, the Medes and the Persians. I mean, these men were ruthless. Their regimes were ruthless. There was a lot of injustice. There could have been a lot of grind in Daniel's spirit about what had happened and how people were treated and how they'd overrun nations. But Daniel said, O oh, king, you'll never have damage from me. You won't hear a word come out of my mouth that'll undermine you or your authority. The Lord delivered me out of the lion's den, Daniel said, because I was morally pure and holy in the sight of God. Because I knew how to walk in this world in a spirit of submission to authority and keep my life clean. And something else happened. It says no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. The Holy Spirit came down on Daniel as he prayed and as he faced that test and trial. He didn't know how it was going to work out. He didn't know what would happen to him. There's a lion in the way. This is a big battle. But as he prayed and sought God, a gift of faith was given, was quickened in him. And by that gift of faith, he overcame the power of the lions and walked out of that den, a free man with no injury whatsoever. Daniel delivered from the lion. The Apostle Paul, he said, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. 
2 Timothy 4, 16 to 18. He was now in the court at Rome before the Emperor Nero, Supreme Court of the entire Roman Empire. For the crime of preaching the gospel. This was his second imprisonment, and he knew his days were numbered. He said, at my first offense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. He said, there wasn't a person who would come and stand at my side and strengthen me when I was under this investigation and under this trial. He said, may it not be charged against them. You know, in chapter 1 and verse 15 of the same book, he said, all of Asia has turned away from me. All of Asia, Asia Minor, the province of Asia Minor, with Ephesus as its chief city. Paul had been in Asia. Unusual miracles, mighty power of God. The Bible says that that whole province heard the word of the Lord. Not that they all received it, but there wasn't a town, there wasn't a village, there wasn't a hamlet, there wasn't a person who did not know and hear the gospel because of what was happening through that man's ministry. He said, now, he said, I'm at the end. He's, and he was in his mid-60s. He said, all of Asia has turned away from me. He said, there's not one person. He said, I, I gave my life for people. I gave my life for the gospel. Their, their families are saved. Their children are established. But not one of them will risk association with me in this hour of trial, lest they come under persecution. He said, but the Lord stood with me. But the Lord stood with me. No one stood with me. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. What lion? And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. He will carry me through to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. He said, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Was he referring to Satan himself? Some torment, some badgering, some buffeting, some accusation that came against Paul in his final hours in this world? Was it Emperor Nero and there was a reprieve given to him? Perhaps. Or maybe the lion was disappointment and rejection at what he now faced. But he said, the Lord stood by me. He said, no man was with me, but I called on God. It seemed no one could come to my help, but I called on God, and the Lord strengthened me and delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. I overcame that lion. I overcame that spirit that came against me. And he said, the Lord, it's all right. It's all right. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work and carry me through to his heavenly kingdom. Of that I have no doubt. And he gives a shout, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Samson, Judges chapter 14, 4 to 6. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. 
For at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. The young man Samson, he was in, he was in embryonic ministry days. He was just starting to feel the power of God move through him to go against the Philistines, to go against the enemies of God's people. He was just starting to feel that impelling to establish the kingdom of God and break the powers of darkness and set the people free. This young man, Samson, as he went out to establish his ministry, as he went out to establish his anointing, as he went out to give himself to the service of the Lord. A young lion roared against him. It says, to his surprise. Have you ever been surprised? Where did that come from? What is that that I'm facing right now? There's a lion in the way. But like Samson, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Ask the Spirit of the Lord to come upon you when you're facing trial or facing a lion. Sometimes you only have a few seconds like Samson did. Sometimes you might have a little more time. But brace yourself. Call on the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and empower you and strengthen you so you can stop the mouths of lions. 2 Samuel 23, 20. Benaiah, one of, King's David's, one of King David's mighty men, a skillful warrior, Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kabzeel who had done many deeds. Who had done many deeds. This guy was a warrior. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. The Bible says this Benaiah killed two lion-like heroes, two lion-like men of Moab. It doesn't tell us their names. But Moab represents ease and complacency. Benaiah went and killed two lion-like men of Moab. Ease and complacency. How about discouragement and doubt? How about Sin and foolishness. How about anger and strife? How about pride and prejudice? Put some names in there. Put some words in there. Benaiah said, I'm going to go and take out the two lion-like men. He took out the two lion-like men, and then he faced a lion itself. He went down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit, in a time of snow, on a snowy day. Ever feel like you're in a pit? Life is difficult. The ground is hard. The weather's cold. Like Benaiah, we may face that at times, but like Benaiah, we're not alone. We're not on our own. The God of heaven is with us. He has skilled us. We need to take up our weapons. We need to take up our weapons and serve the Lord. 
well-versed, well-taught in the weapons of the Lord, Benaiah killed a lion in a pit in a time of snow, in a difficult day. Well, let's close out with Hebrews 11, 32 to 33. Worship team, come. Writer says, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Stopped the mouths of lions. You can see from our discussion tonight that there were quite a number of men who stopped the mouths of lions. And God wants us to be able to add our name to that list, that we overcome the enemy, that we are diligent. The slothful person says, there's a lion in the streets. I'm going to stay home. Can't go out. Not the fearful person, the slothful person. But the diligent worship warrior said, says, I'm going to face life in the power of God. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to live for God. I'm going to go like Daniel into places of administration and I'm going to keep a right spirit and I'm going to honor the Lord and have an excellent manner about me. I'm going to deal with life. I'm going to deal with test and trial. I will stop the mouths of lions and I will walk in the way and the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's an inheritance for us if we'll armor up take the weapons of warfare, and serve God with all our heart. Let's stand together tonight. Trust the word is encouraging to your spirit tonight, and whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing tonight, call on the name of the Lord. Take strength. Take strength in the Lord. Maybe you're in a pit. Circumstances are cold. Ask God to make you a mighty warrior. Say, Lord, by your grace and by your help, I can take out this lion. I can win the victory. Become a mighty warrior for you. Bible says every man knows his own grief. Every man knows his own battle. Every person knows his own sore. Whatever lion you're facing tonight, ask God for diligence in your spirit, spirit of faith to take hold of you, the spirit of God to come upon you. You say to that lion, get thee behind me, Satan. Away with you, Satan. I resist you in the name of the Lord. You know, Daniel had reputation with God. Daniel had reputation with God. He'd worn the breastplate of righteousness for many, many, many years. He knew his weapons well. Say, God, train me. Blessed be the Lord who teaches my fingers to fight, who trains my hands for war. Ask God to train you right now. Ask him, you know what you're facing. Some of you this week, you know what you're facing. Ask God right now to train your hands for war. The fervent, 
Christian, the fervent believer, says, there's a lion in the streets, but I don't care. I'm going out in the power and the name of the Lord, and I will walk in victory, and I will overcome.